Hey friends, uh, welcome to a Gospel Friends of Chris podcast. It's wonderful that you're listening in. I love uh, the extra engagement that this medium provides. Like I'm, I'm realistic about how many people listen to this. It's only maybe like twenty people, uh, but um, the the depth of how it um, fuels your prayers just means that I should keep going and doing it. Uh, also, I should confess today that my prayer newsletter has been needing to be completed in the last three weeks and I have made no progress. So I thought today I would give a, I'd pretty much riff off and throw some ideas out there and I think I articulate my best self when I'm out loud. So I'll probably go back and listen uh, in to this and from there kind of write my prayer uh, newsletter. So thanks for being the kind of guinea pigs here. Uh, I think it'd be good to start with kind of Luke's gospel, how that's been. Uh, Fiona, uh, my colleague the other day, was saying that she'd never heard much about uh, pride uh, as um, centred on uh, until she kind of landed at ACU. And over the last couple semesters she's been with us, she's been really understanding that um, I've been majoring on that because I think all other sins underneath them is pride. This idea that I know best, that I am God, it's really the root of all kind of other uh, bad fruits that come out. So it's been fun to poke and pry uh, at Luke's idea when he says those who exalt themselves will be humbled, there's Jesus' words, uh, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Those who really come low before Jesus, who find forgiveness, who find the Messiah, uh, will be honoured. Because actually come before him broken, weak, uh, not relying on the righteousness uh, of your own performance, but relying on the righteousness of Jesus. So it's been really fun to kind of think about our hearts and how we are just dependent creatures. Uh, Sorry, we need to be dependent creatures, but we're independent. We're full-heartedly, we're we're stubborn. We think we know best. and, you know, Jesus' diagnosis in uh, Luke 5 is that we actually think we're healthy and who actually don't need a doctor. But remember that Jesus' mission is to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So it's been helpful this semester to think about how spiritually needy we actually are. Uh, the students have really enjoyed this, I think. Uh, getting into... Um, Jesus' critique of the religious leaders. Uh, I note that Jesus is always gentle with those who are, you know, weak, needy, and broken. Like the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, Jesus makes the time of day for her. Uh, For the 10 lepers, there's only one who comes back, isn't there? That's the Samaritan outsider. Uh, For the lost son in the parable of Luke 15, um, the father shows great mercy uh, to that son. Uh, and and really a extension of mercy to the older son, but he refuses to come in. Uh, to the two people who go up to pray in the temple, in that parable Jesus tells around about Luke 16, 17, 18, uh, about, you know, thank God I'm not like that man, the, the Pharisee says. Um, yet the mercy shown to the one who beats his breast and says, uh, have mercy on me. So I think that the students have been kind of eating this up 
Uh, it's been great to have Bible studies on different passages from what we're preaching on to really fill us, to understand Luke as a whole. Uh, one of my big passions is that often when we preach exegetically through Luke, we actually miss his emphasis on uh, the poor. He has, uh, yeah, Jesus, as documented by Luke, has some big things to say about us trusting in money instead of trusting in God or being generous. There's some heaps of stuff about women in Luke, about how women are honoured and cherished, uh, who are funding Jesus' ministry from Luke chapter 8, who are the preachers of the resurrection. Uh, You know, the heroes of uh, Luke chapter 1, Mary and Elizabeth. So I think it's easy to kind of preach passage through passage, but actually miss Luke's distinctive. And because Luke's so big, it's actually a hard gospel to kind of preach through in that way. So it's been great to think about um, uh, Luke in terms of uh, how to get to God. Do we rely on our own uh, religion, our own effort, like the Pharisees, the, the proud Pharisees, or do we actually come dependent on Jesus? Um uh, Joel, our trainee, was uh, doing a thing on prayer one week, and I realised I probably should have added uh, Luke eleven verse nine and ten to the to the gospel outline theme for the year. Let me read it for for us. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. There's a wonderful verse here about prayer and seeking God. And I think what we see in Luke's gospel is many people finding, many people seeking the Lord. And what does Jesus do? Well, he's just so merciful and has the time of day to open the door and to love uh, messy and broken people. Or, as I've been saying, those who are a bundle of inconsistency. Been really uh, thinking about sin in terms of that, as well as pride, but how our lives don't match up. Uh, and this for a generation who are anxious, uh, who are just um, can hardly function in life, really. Uh, it has been really good news. So, we should give thanks for the fruit that God is bearing. Uh, we're doing a um, thought bubble. Uh, we're doing a s- outreach next semester in the first three weeks about how um, topical talks on how we're anxious, how we're lonely and isolated, and the third talk will be about how we just uh, can't function in life. Uh, these topics came up from listening to our exec. And I think they're really good topics. And that was reflected in the next week when we're um, thinking about these uh, topical preaching ideas. All of the committee were like, yeah, they're so relevant for me. I'd love to hear how the gospel speaks into that. And I think, wow, if that's where the leaders are at, so too their their friends and classmates will be so yeah, asking kind of these questions. How do I do life? Does the Christian faith really work? Not is it true, but does it actually help me? Uh, and, yeah, social media has just done funny things to us, hasn't it? it? promises connection, yet we just end up death scrolling and are just more unhappy than when we first kind of logged on. Uh, promises connection and relationship, yet we're more isolated and don't actually know how to make friends. 
Uh, so part of our evangelistic strategy next semester is actually a share, pray, train, ripple effect uh, video teaching series where we're going to actually be teaching the students how to make friends, about how to be intentional and prayerful. Uh, the big catch cry is get to class 10 minutes early. That's how mission will work and get to know people, ask them questions, hang out afterwards. But these are skills that um, maybe we take for granted as millennials or, or older. Uh, there you go, I'm pitching that you're a millennial who's listening to this podcast. But they're skills I think that, um, yeah, because of COVID lockdown, because of uh, the insidious effects that social media has on us and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, it actually means that we're, we want people, but we actually don't know how to form relationships. So we're hoping that that working on these things might actually strengthen uh, the ministry, as well as giving us great ways to gossip about Jesus and just see how um, relevant he is and how people actually are up for talking about him and spirituality, especially Gen Z. They've got no idea about the Christian faith, but if they have friends who invite them to things, studies have shown uh, that they're, they're actually likely to come along. Now, those research are probably about five or six years old, but I think it still reflects. If you find someone who actually is passionate uh, about their faith, you will listen in and lean in. All right, uh, how's the semester gone? Well, the students have been ghosting like never before. The last probably six weeks after Easter was hard work. Numbers were really low. I think if it was just me on the staff team, I would have been going crazy. Now, I don't think students aren't involved because they're like, oh, I don't really rate what CU does. It's more that they just can't function in life. Maybe they're working too many hours. Maybe travel is hard for them. Maybe they don't see ACU as a community community at all and they kind of whiz in and whiz out. They cram all their classes together on the one day and you just don't have any time for relationships if you do that. A lot of the students actually come in extra for a CU day, which is great for the core. But yeah, we just really need a, um, a worldview mindset shift to actually say, no, I'm just going to go at a slower pace. I'm going to slot my classes in for an extra day and just actually be present. But how to kind of give that vision uh, is, is kind of really hard work. Now, I say the students have been ghosting, but I want to also say that the relationships are deep. So we have so many people come away for our weekend away. I think it was like 25 or 29, 27, something like that. It looks like we'll have at least 15 at Summit, maybe even closer to 20. So the stuff we do outside of semester has this uh, real deep connection and people love it. Like I'm telling you, they love the weekend away about... Um, you know, the gospel of grace and, and how religion is different and they loved the relationships. Um, yet, uh, when the pressure comes with assignments and life for the second half of semester, we actually don't see them a lot. So it's probably moved me to keep investing in my leaders heaps outside of semester, uh, keep investing in those in the, on the fringe outside of semester to try to do hospitality, walks with students, um, phone calls, uh, I've been trying to do prayer, Zoom kind of things on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Um, they haven't been all that attended because I haven't had the drive to invite lots of people, but at least they're there. If people do want to structure their day and have a little connection with somebody else before they study, they can. 
So we've got a really wide community and a really deep community, I think, but a real shallow engagements in the week in, week out stuff we do, which it's hard not to be encouraged, but I think we've just got to kind of walk with Gen Z and understand that's where they're at. Uh, Summit, uh, that's probably only about a month away. Uh, it's on Ephesians. It's on the church. That's the topic about how we belong to God, about how we're part of the family, uh, about how the, the image, uh, the gospel image is Jesus, his love for the church, the relationship uh, between the bride and the groom. Uh, there's going to be lots of manuscript discovery. So I'm really looking forward to um, the students just eating up grace because Ephesians is just so beautiful and wonderful that we've been chosen before the creation of the world, that it's grace, uh, that we're called to live a life worthy of the gospel in light of grace. So I'm looking forward just to having a whole week uh, with students to go deep. Um, hopefully it's not too hard for me with the topic of church. I mean, it's not as if that's been a, a tricky one in the last couple of years. Uh, I should also mention uh, the new building is open. Uh, in my prayer newsletters, I've been talking about the building as an analogy. Uh, the first year was building the foundations and digging deep, and the structures were going up, where now it's just this shiny, beautiful thing that's just working perfectly. Uh, by that, I mean uh, with the staff team and the relationships with students. Uh, things just, just seem to be kind of functioning now. There's a real uh, love and trust, I think, in the staff team. Uh, that was evident the other day when Joel was kind of pushing back and kind of really critiquing hard on my leadership. And I was like, yeah, probably got a good point there, Joel. I'll go away and think about that. Uh, started doing uh, a bit of thinking about how our staff could not take over but let the students uh, lead, if that makes sense, and not uh, over-function. And uh, I think Joel even wrote up nine points about how to um, how to make it an even healthier staff-student partnership, working tandem uh, for the gospel. So that was great. Uh, if you're ever around ACU, uh, go and have a look at the building. It's like 13 stories of indoor plants. It's amazing. Uh, so my wife was there the other day as I was helping a student with her uh, maths. That's right. I still pull out the maths every now and then. Uh, and Beck was like, can I can I bring in a scissors next time and take some cuttings? She's right into indoor plants at the moment. And I was like, yeah, no one would care. Who cares? Um, so that's uh, gloriously just beautiful spaces to do work in when there's fresh kind of plants around you. Uh, some great kind of balconies up there. Actually, I, I do plan to do a Facebook Live at some point with all the escalators going up, the uh, outdoor basketball court on like level seven of the old building, uh, showing you the views out uh, east and a little bit north. There's even grass up there that you can kind of go and sit. I can't wait for spring and a summer to be up there kind of taking the shoes off and walking around on, on the grass. Uh, so yeah, that, that's been good. Um, I think the staff uh, crew are working well. It's been great to see uh, Fiona uh, preaching and, and stretching her skills. She hasn't done heaps of that. Uh, Joel and I are reading a book on preaching at the moment, Topical Preaching, um, which has been great. Joel's sermons have been really clear on the gospel. He's given a great vision from Luke. Uh, I've been astonished as well by um, Fiona's kind of biblical theology and how she just interweaves all the themes of uh, Luke uh, together. Uh, the other day she was preaching on Lazarus and kind of heaven and hell. 
uh, and the good things on this earth and the good things of the next earth and injustice. And I thought she just did such a brilliant job. So nothing like the <laughs> campus team leader giving the hard Bible talk to his uh, colleague, but uh, Fiona absolutely nailed it. Um, let's maybe talk about the family for a bit and how we're going. Uh, we just had the long weekend, uh, the King's birthday down in Torquay, and that was just refreshing. I haven't been taking heaps of public holidays off in my ministry career because it's just go, go, go. But I'm trying to run a different pace now. So it was great uh, on Friday uh, to get down there slowly with the kids from childcare and, and the school. Uh, even though the grandparents weren't down there, we had wonderful food, wonderful drink. The cousins played. Um, uh, Walt and Doug have started sports. So Walter's loving basketball. Doug's loving netball. Uh, the, um, the winter... Uh, cricket has moved to the winter cricket pitch in the backyard, which is not the grass, but it's the concrete. So it's nice that we have the, uh, a winter and a summer kind of cricket pitch area. Bluey even the other day had a uh, cricket episode. So that was absolutely brilliant. I was getting text from text messages from friends saying, watch the latest Bluey episode, you'll love it. Uh, all about kind of looking after your younger sister, uh, obsession with cricket, and uh, parents thinking that they can get this young yeah, kid out, but he'd just been practicing cricket all his life. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the, the older boys' schools are going well. Um, I think we're learning to shepherd Doug's heart with his ADHD well and just embracing craziness and going a bit slower. Um, while it's gifted and talented, um, thing is going well and he's building confidence with relationships and friendships, which is great. We're really, um, yeah, lots of anxiety there for us when he's not doing well at school. Uh, Hazel is just uh, a tantrum toddler, like nothing you've ever seen. I don't know whether it's a gender thing or a personality thing, but she always needs somebody to pray, uh, play with her. She often says pray and play. They sound the same. So I just start talking to God in prayer. And she's like, no, Dad, stop teasing. I want you to play, not pray. Um, so that's that's gold. But I think it actually really wears Beck down. Beck, um yeah, Hazel's just at her, at her, at her all day. And I sub in after hours and love it, but I'm just like, man, how do you deal with those tantrums and needing to play and the neediness of a toddler? So please pray for Beck and uh, that she might love and serve Hazel well. Uh, Henry, he just bumps his head so much. He's just walking around. He's had some real bad accidents. Uh, and he cries a lot. Um, he just steals a lot of food from the cupboard. Uh, he plays tag with everyone. He'll walk up to random strangers and hit them and then run away. And they're like, what are you doing? And you have to explain, hey, he's just playing tag. Sorry about that. Uh, but he's a happy kid. Uh, Beck and I have been thinking about uh, whether there's grace in our marriage. We've been doing some marriage counselling with our psych, which has just been great. Um, thinking about how we could be more gentle and patient, uh, forgiving and kind, and, and just not so hard on ourselves. So it's been great that the psych seeing both me and Beck individually and can kind of notice some stuff. And uh, she's a, a really a mother in the faith who has had heaps of ministry experience, who loves and serves and shepherds our hearts. We're so thankful for her. Um, but I think that's hard, actually, kind of stripping our back, our parenting, our marriage. There's been uh, lots of forgiveness that's needed. Lots of thinking about our family, or my family of origin especially, about things that I bring into our, our marriage and conflict. Um, so we're, we're better for that, but it's been challenging.
Yeah. But it's good, I guess, to get on the marriage counselling early before uh, things are falling apart. And as our psych says, it's like, it's just, the, we've got a Ferrari marriage. It's just kind of fine-tuning the engine. Um, my mental health has been uh, all over the shop. There's just been lots of questions, right? You know, why, God? What are you doing in this season? Why am I so flat? Uh, why? Um, yeah, just why? It's been a... A really challenging season so uh, I must confess uh, dear supporters that uh, my work post semester for the last three weeks hasn't been all that productive uh, I'm not my normal self I'm just journaling for hours on time I'm having two-hour baths I'm crying uh, but you know what that's okay because I'm processing some really big things uh, that's good I, I think our ministry in the longer term will be strengthened as I I think press deeper into Jesus' love, into my identity as a child of uh, our Heavenly Father and seeing the work the Spirit is producing in me and, and also the bad fruit that I've been revealed. Um, so, so that's been great. We keep asking ourselves, what's our battery life like at the moment? That's a good one. Um, what else to say about that? You can kind of uh, join in praying with me. Here's my prayer for this season that I just keep coming back to. Uh, Father, by your spirit, take me deeper into Jesus' love. Uh, search me and know me. Humble me. Uh, help me be aware of my safe and secure union with Jesus, uh, even through the struggles that I'm just a loved child of God. And keep maturing me into the person uh, you want me to be. I was in tears the other day as I was sharing this illustration with Beck about how I feel at the moment. I feel that um, there's just mosaic pieces of clay of um, like on my table, just scattered. Uh, and I was reading James K. Smith's new book on time. And he was picturing the eternal banquet where we'll actually ask each other, hey, what's that scar you've got? And we'll be able to share uh, without hurt or grief anymore, we'll actually say, actually, this is what the Lord was doing in that season. And as we look, we'll see this beautiful banquet, uh, sorry, at the banquet, we'll see this beautiful mosaic picture of, of what God was doing in this season. And we'll be actually able to make sense of it. So, um, yeah, as I look back at my childhood and think, uh, well, there's all these relationships where I wasn't safe. Um, and maybe kind of, I've experienced that recently at church or uh, a sense of injustice and why I'm just so raging uh, when my will can't be done and, and why it's so hard to entrust myself uh, to the judge of the whole earth. It was really uh, nice um, as I'm reading this emotionally healthy spirituality uh, book by a bloke who kind of uh, really burnt out in ministry and uh, been thinking about... Um, Yes, we are new creations in Christ, but Jesus has formed us from our past experience and we can't just shut out our past experience. We need to actually bring that before the Lord uh, in prayer and actually think about how God's made us and um, how that actually affects how we do ministry and kind of love love others. So it's been a really helpful resource to, um, to work through, to journal through, to process. Because um, I just think there's been so many things for years I've just pressed down into the too hard basket and almost compartmentalized my life 
but that actually um, probably made the trauma of leaving our old church and some kind of uh, things we called out, uh, some uh, injustice and some uh, dysfunctional relationships. I could probably say harsher things than that, but we'll just leave it there. Um, it actually helped me see how my past actually experienced and how my past actually made that really kind of worse. I am so rambling. But what I was saying is uh, on the King's birthday, not the Queen's birthday, I was really kind of journaling about this that, um, Lord, you know best. I don't know what you're doing in this season as I'm yeah, really kind of breaking down my mental health all over the place, but I know that you will be bearing fruit. So um, please do uh, keep uh, me personally in your in your uh, prayers. That would be great. Um, and I, I should also... So yes, that's my um, my phrase that was going to probably make it to the prayer newsletter. My heart's a mess. I have this justice complex. I miss relationships really uh, deeply. I miss people. Uh, and that's hard. Um, I should also mention how church has been going. Um, we finally found a pastor who loves and cares for us, which is wonderful. Um, I, I, we went for an hour walk the other day and he kind of said some challenging words and I so appreciated that. I was going to kind of send off some kind of document to someone, long story, uh, and there was 37 rhetorical questions in that. And I was like, wow, okay, that's probably not going to helpful sending this kind of caps lock rage kind of correspondence but at least I wrote it I think it was helpful and cathartic for my soul to actually get it all out there even if you don't send it uh, so it's been great having a pastor who genuinely nurtures and, and shepherds the flock uh, yeah you know there's just some short to medium uh, medium term longer cultural things that um, need to be worked through uh, and that's hard, you know. I've probably first time I've stepped into a church of kind of two cultures, two languages, and it's just um, lots of um, assumptions that might need to be challenged and brought under the lordship of Jesus, and and things might need to change. Uh, that's just a tricky process. That's like a five to seven year kind of thing, and I just so wish that we could be a strong second and really serve there but I just hearts are so brutal and it's just been it's just been yeah it's just been hard uh, I should say the the older people in this church have deep love for one another they've been so welcoming and I just want to celebrate that and I oh yeah yeah so that's kind of where we're at at church I I, I visited um City on a Hill with Beck that's where she's having respite care at the moment just going and being served and being a nobody and just um, sitting in grace with kind of excellent teaching. So I went there with her the other day and that was just hard for me when people ask, what are you doing here? You're like, oh, you know, you, you don't even know half the story, mate. Um, seeing people I know, people knowing me, it's been wonderful at Northcote Baths just to be a nobody, <laughs> to be, um, yeah, just to fly under the radar, actually. Uh, um it's been wonderful to see them kind of praying for the ministry as well uh, and supporting it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, where we are at. Please, please be praying for healing. Um, and probably give thanks for uh, leadership coaches like uh, Red Sheep, a bloke called Kurt, who had a vision as a 22-year-old that he was going to kind of care for the bleeding sheep. And now he's started um, up this kind of pastoral supervision organization and it's been like half counseling 
half he's a father in the faith, half kind of crying, weeping together, half, you know, probably I'm over I'm over a hole now or with all those halves. Uh, but uh, uh, there's been, yeah, just wonderful support. And I'm so thankful that he gets it and he just kind of walks with me. Uh, so thankful for Sykes, for pastors. Um, yeah, so thankful for the grace of the Lord Jesus. Well, uh, I think that's about it. Um, you've really helped me as I've, you know, just blah, gotten vomited all these ideas out. I think I'll actually be able to, with clarity, write my prayer newsletter now because uh, things are kind of in my head. Uh, and I've probably overshared on this podcast that won't make it to the prayer newsletter, but it's good for you uh, to get some extra uh, depth about how we're going and some some stories. Uh, speaking about stories, I should finish with this one, which is just uh, a story that really um, brings joy to my life. Uh, Emily, uh, a fourth-year student, calls me up the other day. She's like, Chris, you won't believe what happened. Uh, in my hairdresser shop the other day, as she was getting her hair cut, um, she actually asked, hey, how are you going? And, um, yep, the hairdresser wasn't going all that well. Um, she started crying, and Emily just cared for her she offered some words um uh, of encouragement of comfort and she was just like actually do you have a boyfriend emily it was asked or something like that um she was like no well if i do have a boyfriend i want him to put jesus first and and it just yeah they got talking about the gospel and meaning and purpose a bit like kind of john chapter four actually anyway this um this dear sister's kind of come along to Emily's church, praise the Lord. Her, her boyfriend's been brought along to church as well. And I was just like, man, this is not the student that I met in my first year who was just shy, needing to process lots of stuff coming off the mission field, um, where now she's praying and proclaiming Christ. And I was like, that there is the exact work of CU, the slow progress of a safe community, processing grace, understanding your heart and just getting fired up for the Lord Jesus. So, um, yeah, that's kind of exciting for him. We'd love to know how I can be praying for you. Shoot us a text. Catch up soon, friends. Bye.